0: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold.
1: Farmers are awfully tough out there. You do it for the outcome, not always for the income. And this is Joe Welke here on a Tuesday morning, and we're here to get these chores done. Bob is I would assume he's all the way to Hawaii barring any uh, issues with the plane flights and um, having probably just about, well, they're four hours behind us. So I would imagine by this afternoon he'll be sitting out on the beach doing whatever you need to do on a beach these days. But we're here to get the chores done. Uh, Roads were a little bit interesting coming up, a little bit of slush ice. Snow on them, so everybody needs to slow down, take your time. Kids are back in school today. I know some of them went back yesterday, but I'm thinking that uh, from what I um, investigated, most of the kids are back in school, so slow down for those school buses and take your time and make sure you're watching out for those kiddos. And, you know, just take your time. Give yourself extra time at those stop signs. You know, that little uh, icon on your dash that count- shows up when it's slippery roads, it's serious. It is slippery out there. And I mentioned yesterday talking about the all the guardrails that are mashed up along the interstate. We do not want to mash up any more guardrails or have any more accidents because we're all valuable out there. And just take your time better to be there five minutes late than it is to not make it at all and um over the christmas break and new year's break i talked a little bit about spending some money we talked about uh, farmers needing to spend money sometimes at the end of the year sometimes it's for crop inputs and and the like well i did some uh Bought some gates, went to Mabel, Minnesota and bought some Sioux gates that I can mount in my shed because some of them I have are right around that 30 years old mark and they are looking like they need to be replaced and I don't want cattle running through them. And I also bought a Kubota zero-turn mower from Johnson Tractor in Osseo. Great service, great people down there. I'm looking forward to mowing lawn When the snow is gone, because I've never been a real big fan of mowing my lawn, but maybe this will turn the corner and make things a little bit more uh, (laughs) fun out there to mow that lawn. So, But let's take a look at the weather here on Wax 104.5. Today, our high is 34. Right now, we're sitting at 29, so we're not going to increase very much. But we're going to have a snow-ice-rain mix tonight, 32, tomorrow, 33, and that same snow-ice-rain mix, the storm system seems to have kind of stalled out and is moving really slow through. Uh, a lot of it is what's showing up is a little south of us, but, you know, who knows where it's going to end up. Tomorrow night, 25, Thursday, 30, and in the early mornings we're still getting a chance of that snow, rain, and ice. Friday, 22, partly sunny. Saturday, 24, Sunday, 25, and Monday, 30. And the sun should be coming out again starting on Friday. Right now, we are in a winter weather advisory over most of the listening area here. And it's those icy roads out there. That's what I was talking about. Slow down. Be careful. We'll learn some more from Mike Dandria a little later on in the show here, too. And... He'll get us all up to date on what we need to know. Today we're going to be talking to Thomas Man- Manley from Marble Seed. He's t- going to talk about an organic conference that's coming up in February. I caught up to him at the Wisconsin Farmers Union Convention in December. And um, Pam Yonke got to talk to um Congressman Tom Tiffany. He talked about the priority items in the 2023 Farm Bill and control in the wildlife. And so we'll be hearing a little more about that. Plus, we'll have our farm news. We're going to talk some numbers on crop prices. We're going to also talk about beef and slaughter reports and what's coming, a little bit of the prediction of what's coming ahead. And we're going to talk a little bit more about meetings. So that's a little bit about what we're going to be doing this morning. Here we are at just a couple minutes before 5 o'clock. And we're going to keep working here and get some more of our chores done. But first, let's have a little bit of music.
0: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And here we are at two minutes after five, and it's time to hear from our national news.
2: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin is said to be in critical condition after collapsing during Monday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals that has since been suspended. It happened in the first quarter after Hamlin made a tackle. Broadcasters on ESPN's Monday Night Football said he was given CPR and oxygen on the field. Hamlin was taken off the field by ambulance. A marketing rep and friend of Hamlin's said his vitals are back to normal. Jordan Rooney posted on Twitter that they put Hamlin to sleep and a breathing tube was inserted. Doctors are currently running tests. Two people, including a police officer, are dead after multiple shooting incidents in Pennsylvania on Monday.
3: Two officers were wounded in these encounters. Tragically, one of the officers was struck in the head and uh, died at the scene. The second officer was wounded in the leg and was transported to a local hospital where he is in stable condition.
2: This happened in Brackenridge after police encountered a wanted suspect and engaged in a several hours-long foot chase. The male suspect was wounded during the shootouts with police but was able to flee after carjacking a vehicle. He was later shot and killed by police. More details are emerging in connection with the death of Gabby Petito. Brian Shook reports. According to a court filing, Brian Laundry's mother wrote a note to him offering to bring him a shovel to bury Petito's body. That document is part of a lawsuit Petito's parents filed against Laundrie's family. The Laundry's attorney says he has the note, but called it a personal communication between mother and son. He also claims the note was written before Petito and Laundrie left Florida for a cross-country trip. I'm Brian Shook. A winter storm is expected to move across the central plains and upper Midwest this week. It's projected to bring heavy snow, sleet, and freezing rain to parts of the country. In the south, officials are warning of potential tornadoes. The snow is expected to hit the Great Lakes area soon, as heavy snow will be seen in parts of Minnesota. Freezing rain will also be felt in parts of Nebraska and Minnesota. And authorities are investigating a New Year's Day snowplow accident that left actor Jeremy Renner critically injured near his Lake Tahoe home. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Keep
0: it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And as I said before, those roads out there were pretty slippery coming up this morning. And our temperatures were hanging right on the edge of the freezing mark. So watch out for your black ice and slow down. Our temperature here in Eau Claire is 29. Medford, 27. Rice Lake, 25. Wausau, 29 and cloudy. Green Bay, 31 and cloudy. Marshfield, 29. Lacrosse 32, Madison 33 in rain, and Milwaukee 37 and cloudy. And we are under a winter weather advisory, and it said icy on the screen, so you slow down, take some extra time, be careful. You know those school buses are out this morning. I didn't see anything that was closed or behind time or anything yet. So I'm, as far as I know, stuff is on on time and get those kiddos back to school and get that learning done and our weather today we're supposed to be 34 snow ice and rain and the same story for tomorrow so slow down take your time give your trucks extra time to stop and cars and everything else and make sure you're watching out for the snowplow drivers they're going to be out and about getting the salt on the road I washed my pickup yesterday, so it had one night of being clean. But, you know, one night is better than no nights. So up next, we're going to be hitting our markets.
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And it's market time. We're going to start off with our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 143 to 157 with mixed at 114 to 142. Choice fed beef heifers are 142 to 157 with mixed at 99 to 142. Choice fed holstein steers are 130 to 134 with select and silage fed steers at 96 to 129. Cows are 64 to 82 with bulls at 74 to 94. Butcher hogs are 54 to 71. Sows are 38 to 42. Boars are 15 and down. Shore mark lambs are 127 and down. Feeder lambs are two fifty or one hundred fifty five to two dollars. Ewes are ninety to one fifteen. Small goats are sixty five to one hundred ninety five. Medium goats are one hundred thirty five to two hundred seventy dollars. Large goats are two hundred ten to four hundred fifty dollars, and nanny goats are one hundred ten to three hundred five dollars. And on that note, the Chicago Board of Trade was closed yesterday and closed last night and will be opening at eight thirty this morning, I believe. So we've got the same numbers that we talked about yesterday, but we're going to slide on over to our futures and our live cattle for February. Our one is 157.90, down 95 cents. April, 161.80, down 65 cents. And June, we're down 32.5 cents to 157.82.5. And that market is trending downward. And our feeder cattle futures for January 183.70 down a dime. And for March 186.22 and a half down 55 cents. And April we're down 52 and a half cents to 189.62 and a half. And that market is trending downward. And for our lean hog carcasses, February 87.70, down 97.5 cents. April 95.30, down 40 cents. And June down 50, or up 52.5 cents to 109.17 and a half. Now that market is trending downward until we get to June and then it's heading back upward again. And we'll take a look at our Chicago Board of Trade. And as I said, the markets were open on Friday. But they weren't open yesterday or last night, so they're going to be opening this morning. And our March corn is one is six seventy eight down a penny. Oats three sixty seven down two and a half cents. Soybeans are trending upward to fifteen twenty four, up seven and a half cents for March. Soybean meal up twelve and a half cents to four hundred seventy one dollars a ton in March and wheat eight eighty eight up twenty one cents for March. And rolling on over to our dairy products. Barrels are one hundred eighty five and three quarters down one cent. Forty pound blocks 213 and a half, down two and a half cents. Gray double A butters two hundred thirty eight, no change from yesterday. Class three milk futures January nineteen fifty four down nineteen cents. February down thirteen cents to eighteen fifty nine, March eighteen thirty-nine, down six cents, and April eighteen sixty-two down twenty cents. And that market is trending downward. And that's a little look at our markets. We're going to do some more chores and then we're going to be hearing from Thomas Manthi- Manley from Marble Seed about the conference that's coming up. I always say winter time is meeting time for farmers. And there's a unique conference that's coming up and I got to talk to Thomas Manley and he is program director at Marble Seed. Tell me about what's coming up.
4: Well, every year in February, the last full weekend of February, we host the Organic Farming Conference in La Crosse, Wisconsin. This will be our 34th year. So this is our big event every year and it's a big event for a lot of organic farmers throughout the region.
1: So what goes on in La Crosse?
4: We... Uh, utilize the entirety of the lacrosse center and to provide programming for farmers. So we have uh, anywhere from nine to 11 consecutive workshops uh, going on at any given time. We have a roughly anywhere from 50 to 60 workshops in a given year. We have all day courses on Thursday before the conference uh, starts that we call organic university. So we have full day courses and half day courses that happen on that Thursday. And then Friday and Saturday is split up into 90-minute workshops, uh, 45-minute roundtable sessions, um, panel discussions, community-wide conversations that we have, and our keynotes, obviously. Um, so there's just a lot of content and and a pretty dense schedule.
1: So if a farmer wanted to come and just partake in part of it, is that available?
4: It is. Someone can register for for any any one day of the conference that they like. Um, something we're, we're doing this year, um, for the, for the first time is we're opening up the exhibit hall as a separate space from the rest of the conference. So you don't need to be a conference, a, a registered conference attendee to visit the exhibit hall and all of the exhibitors we have there. Um, we typically have right around 170 different exhibitors with products and services that are of value to organic farmers. Um, we will have some content happening in the, in the exhibit hall as well. Um, but the, all the rest of the content is upstairs in the in the workshop rooms, and those are going pretty much all three days, nonstop content.
1: So if I wanted to come, where would I go to look to find out more information on how to get registered?
4: You can go right to our site, marbleseed.org, and you, there you'll find links to all the registration information, the, the schedule at a glance, uh, and pretty much everything you need to know to, to register and plan for your trip to lacrosse. And how many people usually end up showing up for this? It varies a little bit, but we've had we you know we've had some really big years prior to COVID. We've had as many as thirty six hundred in the building, but we're typically just either side of three thousand in any given year. Um, so it is far and away the largest organic farming conference in the country. Um, it you know we it when you get that many people in a building like that and, you know, the the organic farming community tends to be pretty nice folks. There's just an awful lot of positive energy in the building and even though they're long days and they're packed full of information, you still leave pretty energized.
1: Thank you for taking a little time with me today, Thomas Manley. He is director at Marble Seed Organic Farming Conference is going to be happening here at the end of February and I'm Jill Welke.
0: Agriculture it's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax one hundred four point five, and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And let's take a little look at some of our farm news. November corn, soybean, and oat prices were all higher this last than last year, according to the latest USDA National Agricultural Statistics Service Agricultural Prices Report. The average price received by farmers for corn during November in Wisconsin was $6.08 per bushel, $0.09 cents higher than October, and $1. two above November 2021. Soybean prices were also higher in November, averaging $14 per bushel, $0.80 cents higher than October, and $1.90 above last November. Oat prices in November averaged $4.61 per bushel, 14 cents higher than October, and 36 cents above November 2021. The, and I always say it is the season for farmers to initiate changes in the farming industry. Wisconsin Farmers Union members will be meeting with representatives to advocate for the policy priorities outlined in their last state convention that was held in December at the Wisconsin State Capitol on January 18th for their Farm and Rural Lobby Day. For more information, go to the Wisconsin Farmers Union website, wisconsinfarmersunion.com. And that uh, website again is wisconsinfarmersunion.com. Here we are at 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're going to do a few more chores. And then we're going to be jumping down to Pam and hearing from Tom Tiffany.
0: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Coming up in the new Congress, some of our Republican congressmen from Wisconsin are going to be in more leadership positions. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest line. In the 7th District in Wisconsin, Congressman Tom Tiffany is the representative. And, Pam, he uh, knows what's going on in agriculture, and he has some definite thoughts on the future.
5: Yeah, you're right, Bob. Fabulous. Farm Bay, Pam Yonke, it's southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Well, Tom grew up on a dairy farm in Elmwood, graduated from UW-River Falls with a ag economics degree. So, yeah, he's been connected with Wisconsin agriculture his whole career. Now, he admits that right now, from Wisconsin, we don't have a senator or a representative. representative. Representative that's on the agriculture committees, but we still have some strong voices that are being heard out there. I chatted with him about some of the priority items that he continues to work on in this lame duck session, if you will, and what he sees developing going further into the 2023 Farm Bill.
6: So, yes, it is the lame duck session with the new. Um, Congress coming in January 3rd. And there's two really big bills that are uh, being discussed here as we speak. One is the National Defense Authorization Act, and that's just as it's described in regards to the defense. And the other one is um, advancing a budget bill. Um, if you remember, September 30th, there was a continuing resolution that took it to December, and now that expires next week. And uh, we'll see. Uh, as Nancy Pelosi leaves as the Speaker of the House of Representatives, what she wants to do uh, with that budget bill um, to extend it beyond December into next year.
5: Right, right. There are so many items that we didn't get a lot of traction on uh, by the end of the calendar year, Tom. One of those, of course, is your continued conversation about uh, the wolf in not just Wisconsin, but across the United States. That one you're going to have to step back for a little bit, huh?
6: Yeah, so we were not able to get a hearing um, in the Natural Resources Committee, which I sit on uh, in regards to that legislation. But now with us being in the majority, I really hope that we can get a hearing on that in 2023 and and tell the story about the wolf. And I would just say, uh, uh, I, I think there's a little bit of momentum there in that we're seeing with the number of grizzly attacks that are going on out in the western states they're in a little bit the same place where they're deeply concerned especially with people getting mauled by grizzly bears which their numbers have just skyrocketed out in the western states you know there needs to be some control on these uh, wildlife predators and you know, that's what we're going to be asking for.
5: We also have the critical 2023 farm bill that is in development, already conversations happening. Do you have any thoughts on what's already transpired as far as education or discussion on the 2023 farm bill?
6: Um, I've been having some discussions in regards to the farm bill. Uh, One of them, uh, I've been talking to some of the niche growers we have, like the cranberry growers. And Um, there's been this movement to lump cranberry juice into the SNAP programs, which would be food stamps, in with soda. And we're trying to say, hold it, cranberry juice is different than soda. It's different than Pepsi or Coke. And um, so those are some things that we're already talking about, Pam.
5: You know, one thing about all the new faces that are in Washington, D.C. is there's so few elected officials anymore these days that actually understand agriculture, period, of any shape or form, any suggestions on what agriculture should be prepared to do to have those people understand better how important that policy is, not just to the food program, which is where most people train their eye, but to the farmers that rely on that stability.
6: There are fewer and fewer people that have that connection to the soil, to farming, to agriculture, and it's part of the reason why some of these public policy decisions, I believe, have went awry over the last number of years because there isn't that same connection in reality of this is all about trade-offs this isn't you know you just get to have something or not it's there's always a trade-off involved when you say we're not going to do this and i think that gets forgotten sometimes so what's so important is that The advocacy groups out there, the groups that represent agriculture, I mean, you really need to double down at this point in terms of getting to elected representatives and sharing your story because many of them don't know it the way they did 50 to 100 years ago.
5: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And we're going into a critical time. Everybody's watching their pocketbooks. Every time that you turn on TV, it's all about uh, economic slides, uh, what's going on with interest rates, energy, uh, that's also something, Tom, that you're well aware impacts not just farmers but all of rural Wisconsin.
6: yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean I don't know if you saw, but the Public service Commission in Wisconsin just announced a nearly ten percent increase in electric and electricity rates that are coming up. that as is is as a result of public policy decisions that have been made, I would say to you going to the intermittent sources of power like wind and solar, and we've talked about this stuff before, Pam, and uh, we're that's what's um, um, that's a direct offshoot, the increase in our electricity rates of moving to more in- intermittent sources of power rather than those base load uh, power sources. And that really affects agriculture because they're big electricity users.
5: Right, and we're also the ones that get criticized when solar panels start showing up on our acreage.
6: Yeah, no doubt about it. I think this is one of the coming discussions that's going to be had and I would say one of the great debates in regards to uh... the wind turbines and solar panels that are dotting the landscape there are more and more people that are saying i don't know if i like that aesthetically well, i agree with them the aesthetics are a problem but for agriculture it's more than that where we're taking productive farmland out of production and i've introduced a bill as we've talked about in regards to uh... the farm act and that's one bill that I'll be trying to advance into the farm bill is to say if you're going to take productive farmland out of production then you should not get the solar and wind credits You should not get those renewable credits if you're taking productive farmland out of production because the number one thing in regards to policy, in terms of public policy, we should be focused on is making sure that we have a secure, reliable, affordable supply of food. It's number one.
5: Wisconsin Congressman Tom Tiffany along with us. You know, Tom, we mentioned that there's going to be a full plate of items that are going to need attention come 2023. And as we've always said, agriculture and issues impacting rural Wisconsin are usually trailing quite far behind. What do you say to my audience if they are passionate about something, if they want to see something happening when it regards rural lifestyles or agriculture? uh, What should they be doing? Do you welcome those conversations?
6: Oh, be sure to contact our offices. Now is the time. This is uh, every five years, as you know, Pam, we do this farm bill, and it's coming up in 2023. Now is the time. There's 12 different titles in there, and it includes stuff like forestry. I mean, it is not just dairy, well, dairy, beef, and um, uh, crops, and th- stuff like that. All of that is uh, so important, but it includes stuff like forestry. So people really should get engaged on that, and contact my office. You can find us online, and uh, you can contact us by phone anytime. Now's the time to be reaching out in regards to the the coming Farm Bill.
5: Wisconsin Congressman Tom Tiffany taking a few moments with us. Tom, happy holidays. We'll talk to you in the new calendar year.
6: Merry Christmas to everyone, Pam, and you.
1: And that was Tom Tiffany giving a little insight on what uh, he's working on and what they're looking forward to when it comes to the 2023 Farm Bill and, you know, getting the wildlife concerns and Reach out to him. If he's your district man, reach out to him and he'll. You can put your two cents in, is what I always say. Because when you don't put your two cents in, you have no reason to complain. Now we're going to be swinging on over to Rocky and hearing from him and Premier Livestock after a few more chores.
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: As promised, Rocky from Premier Livestock gave me a call, and we're uh, a little icy over there in Lublin. You no,
7: know, I haven't been out, obviously, but uh, didn't look didn't look just too bad out there from what I've seen on the porch. So,
1: well, well, yeah. I imagine you'll be checking everything out and encouraging those truckers to get in early and take their time, right?
7: Yep, yep. We've had uh, worse, I think, the last couple of weeks. So we're we'll push through
1: so absolutely we've got no choice right we're in wisconsin that's right right. (laughs) all right so what happened in the markets yesterday
7: Thank you, Jill. Good morning, everyone. That's yesterday, Monday's auction shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Had a busy Monday as usual. We sold 1,100 head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded steady to stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 137 to 149. Select and low choice, 125 to 136. Choice B steers and heifers, 143 to 157. Market cows steady, high-yielding cows from 76 to 90. Most cows, 57 to 75. Market bulls, high-yielding from 87 to a three, lower yielding lightweight bulls, eighty six and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from eighty five to a dollar ten. Newborn Holstein bull calves uh, sold strong, uh, mostly from eighty five to one eighty five. We had a few top at two hundred. Uh, beef calves, one fifty to three fifty five. Today, Tuesday, special feeder cattle auction. Uh, we're also selling bred beef cows. If you're bringing bred beef cows, you need to be in by nine a.m. for preg checks. Uh, we are expecting five to six hundred head for today's auction. And then Wednesday, 9:30 uh, a.m. We have our hay auction. Dairy cattle sell at 11. A very nice lineup of top-end parlor freestall cows. Uh, many of those from our top consigners. We also have a semi-load of 38 Holstein and heifers, AI bred, AI sired, and they're coming out of a 30,000-pound herd. Have some very top-quality registered Holstein breeding bulls. We got three of those uh, pre-consigned. Uh, they're all big enough for cows. Full detailed uh, list of consignments and more market reports at premier livestock and auctions.com questions call us seven one five two two nine twenty five hundred. 2500 spring machinery auction also coming up March 24th give us a call with any questions uh, that's the way it shaped up Jill
1: well I w- I always say that you guys never seem to slow down over there but must nope. be just must have some awesome employees that keep everything together and' to work keep together. It. place I'm betting
7: Yep, yep. It's employees and uh, buyers and sellers that will make it all come together.
1: Absolutely. Well, you have a good day and don't be slipping on the parking lot. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Ben. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. We're going to do a few more chores and then we're going to be hearing from Mike Dandria.
0: For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And here we are at 27 minutes before 6 o'clock, and I don't see Mike Dandrea out on the patio, so I'm hoping he's ready for me. I'm
8: always ready, Jill.
1: Well, I know you are, but sometimes I run behind and I struggle a bit. Hey, it'll happen,
8: you know, especially we're we're asking people to take it slow on the roadways today because of this uh, potential winter storm that we're tracking. So, you know, there might be a few people that are running behind today. Am I right?
1: Absolutely.
8: All right. Well, yeah, we're expecting those chances for a wintry mix to continue later this morning and into the afternoon after we have a little bit of a lull currently. Highs today are expected to get into the low to mid-30s, so that will largely dictate what type of precipitation we see. Further towards the northwest, more snow accumulations are expected where they could see upwards of about 3 to 6 inches, whereas the rest of us, well, about 1 to 3 is uh, more likely now, we could have a bit of a glazing of ice uh, through this afternoon as well. So that, again, will contribute to those very slick roadways. Winds, though, will gust upwards of about uh, 25 to 30 miles per hour at time, sustained between 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chances of some rain and snow showers continue through tonight and will remain scattered in nature throughout the day tomorrow. Once again, highs in the low to mid 30s, and we could see an additional 1 to 3 inches uh, going into tomorrow as well. Tomorrow night and into Thursday morning, the snow showers start to taper off a little bit, and we tap into some cooler air with highs into the low 20s on Friday. Staying through the mid-20s through the weekend with some sunshine on Saturday. More clouds start to roll in on Sunday, and Monday we have more sunshine with highs getting a little bit warmer, still into the upper 20s and low 30s. At the moment, we're sitting at 29 degrees with an overcast sky, and well, there's a little bit of a wintry mix towards I-90.
1: Well, along with that wintry mix, do we have a prediction on how much we're supposed to get? Or are we just kind of hanging out and hoping for not a lot?
8: Well, about one to three inches uh, going into this afternoon and potentially another one to three inches for tomorrow. But uh, with that ice, too, it's still going to make for some slick conditions regardless of those accumulations. So that's just something you'll want to watch out for as well.
1: Well, we always watch out, right? Absolutely, Jill. Make sure you have got the good tires on and slow down out there. You got it. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. And that was Mike Dandria from TV13 Weather. And um, we're going to do a few more chores. And then we're going to be heading over to Morgan and hearing some news.
0: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And Morgan McCarthy is in the house. And it's time to hear some of the local news. Good morning, Morgan.
9: Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start locally and in jail. Not quite like the scene out of John Wick, but jailers in Eau Claire say an inmate did stab another man in the neck with a pencil. It happened a while ago, but with the recent sentencing details, we have John DeMaster in the story.
4: The inmate, 41-year-old Greg Shiver, was sentenced last week. Prosecutors say Shiver got into a fight with another inmate in the jail's common room and during their scuffle stabbed him in the neck several times. Shiver pleaded no contest to one count of aggravated battery. A judge sentenced him to four years probation. I'm John DeMaster.
9: Firefighters in Eau Claire say 2022 was a record year for calls. The fire department saying they responded to 10,641 calls for help this past year, nearly a 1,000 more than in 2021. Most of those calls were medical calls as opposed to fires. Eau Claire's growing population gets the credit or blame, depending on how you look at that, for the jump in calls. As we look to other headlines across the state, it's political action at the Capitol today. Wisconsin's 2023 inauguration ceremony takes place. That'll be at the Capitol, and it will be live streamed on Governor's YouTube channel and Facebook page as well. We'll have those links at 715newsroom.com. Meanwhile, when it comes to getting to work, Republicans in the new Wisconsin legislative session have big majorities in both chambers. Deputy Senator André Jacques here saying they're eager to get started. Getting
3: legislation teed up to hopefully get it out there pretty early in the start of session, get a jump on some of my colleagues so we have uh, an opportunity to get some things done before we get into the budget discussions and everything else.
9: Republicans hold a 21 to 11 majority in the Senate and a 64 to 35 majority in the Assembly. Again, other headlines Sheboygan County's longtime administrator says he's ready to step up and take over as Department of Natural Resources. Secretary designee Adam Payne saying not only has he done a lot of work over the years, it's a passion for him. My
6: dad, who's a retired wildlife professor, he was teaching me how to hunt and trap and fish along the Wisconsin River. I spent time on my grandmother's century farm in Sheboygan Falls, and I've just always cared a great deal about natural resources.
9: Payne spent the last two decades as Sheboygan County's administrator, and he'll be replacing outgoing Secretary Preston Cole. Meanwhile, the NFL community shares support for Buffalo Bills safety. Tamar Hamlin As ESPN Buffalo Bills reporter Elena Getzenberg here, saying what it means to the team. Damar
1: Hamlin is someone who is beloved in that locker room. His play, his teammates love him. He's
0: someone who wasn't supposed to be playing like he is right now.
9: 24 years old and in critical condition after collapsing on the field following a hit with Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins in the first quarter of last night's Monday night football matchup. We'll have details as the morning goes on and with Alex in the Wax Morning Show. Drink up to slow down. Well, water and aging. There are details that will be important here. It does matter what you're drinking, right, Mark? The study, conducted by the National Institutes of
2: Health, looked at 11,000 Americans over a period of 25 years. It found that those who weren't drinking enough fluids as determined by the amount of sodium in their blood, were at higher risk for age-related conditions, such as heart failure, kidney disease, dementia, diabetes, stroke, and even premature death. The study's authors believe that consistent good hydration could slow the aging process. I'm Mark Mayfield. Well,
9: you better head out to the well and get a cold cup as we make a splash and go back to the barn with Joe Welke in the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. That just goes to show you that you need to drink more
1: water, right? And uh, thank you, Morgan, for that update and look at the news. We're going to actually swing on over and finish up the farm news that I have laid out here. The USDA released a monthly livestock slaughter report last week with data indicating beef cow harvest was up just over 5% when compared to November 2021. Beef heifer harvest was also up 7% when compared to last November Higher harvest numbers is linked to the drought that U.S. farmers and ranchers have been dealing with for the past few years, and also the concern about pasture growth, hay availability, and hay prices. Looking ahead into next year, U.S. beef production is expected to be lower because of the current high slaughter numbers of animals that would have normally been used to maintain or increase herd numbers. And with information gathered last week at With information gathered in the U.S. Meat Export Federation report released last week, export volumes are expected to be impacted. Even with that lower beef production, President and CEO Dan Hellstrom is viewing the decline as an opportunity to diversify the different beef cuts made available to customers around the world. Marketing a different beef cuts that are the same or even higher quality to consumers in Japan, Korea, and Mexico is going to be top priority for producers to stay aggressive in the beef export market. We are here at uh, 18 minutes before 6 o'clock, and I'm going to go over a little bit of upcoming things and registration has been open for the Wisconsin FFA Alumni Convention for uh, a little while now, but it closes today. So, if you're planning on going to the 2023 Wisconsin FFA Alumni and Supporters State Convention, and that convention is going to be happening February 3rd and 4th at the Milwaukee Marriott West Hotel and Convention Center in Waukesha, you need to get your registration in. You go online to wisconsinagedorg slash alumni slash convention slash register. I actually registered last night. It wasn't hard. Stuff rolled through pretty well. And come on and join us down in um, Waukesha in February to see what happens with the alumni. And, There's some training that goes on. You can do, I I think the tour was full already, but you can do some trainings and do some networking and find out more about the egg in the classroom and, you know, help them out. There's also uh, other registrations open for uh, conventions that are going on here at the Wisconsin Agricultural Outlook Forum. It's going to be happening Tuesday, January 24th. You need to at the UW Madison campus, you need to go um, online and register for that too, and that registration is open through January 20th if you're interested in that. Oh, it's the um, go to ec or E-C-A-L-S dot cals dot, well, and check that out. They will you'll uh, be directed to where you need to go. And the PDPW is having their trainings uh, today from noon to one o'clock. It is a live episodes, so you can communicate and ask questions right along with, just like being live. But it is online. And today they're going to talk about cold winter preparation. Tomorrow, from noon to 1 o'clock, they're going to talk about feed additives. And Thursday, they're going to talk about marketing. So if you uh, Google PDPW, it will give you all the directions on how to do that live. And if you miss it and you can't be in front of the computer at noon today, they do rerun the previous uh, episodes, so you can always catch up. So, we're going to do a few more chores and then we're going to be heading over to markets.
0: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: And we're going to, here we are at quarter to six and it is 29 degrees out there. And we're going to be heading down to Sparta Equity and hearing from Hot Eamon. And this is his market from Blast, Wednesday
10: fed kettle selling steady to higher today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers 155 to 165 topping out at 169.50. The choice and select beef steers and heifers 144 to 154 dairy cross steers 135 to 150 high yielding choice Holstein steers 132 to 140 choice and select Holstein steers 121 to 131 with the unfinished steers heifers and heavy steers 120 and down. Cow market steady today with the high yielding cows 78 to 88 topping out at 92.50. The cutters and utilities 62 to 77 with a low yield and the cow is 61 and down. Bull market steady with most bulls bringing 80 to 90. With the thin, full and bulls over a ton discounted at 79 and down, calves today sold by the pound with a steady market with 80% of the Holstein bull calves bringing 70 to 140. Quality Holstein heifer calves, 30 cents to a dollar. Quality beef calves, 2 bucks to 320. With the light and poor quality calves, 10 to 60 cents per pound. This is Hot Amon at Equity Lives Second Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business.
1: And thanks Hutt-Eman for getting us uh, updated, even though that was last Wednesday's market. As I said before, that's what I had available. But as promised, we've got more equity markets on the line. I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Stratford. What's the weather doing up there, Jerry?
3: Well, uh, Jill, good morning to you. Uh, obviously, I haven't been outside yet. I just see the county snow plowing through but not much uh, last night it's just uh, i don't know it's half snow half rain but not much
1: well that's okay we might get some yeah.
3: more. well it, it kind of looks like a two-day deal here i guess huh
1: yeah i think it got a little bit slow
3: yeah well it's uh but anyway i'm sure it's going to affect a few marketing things today we'll have someone say about that in just a minute so why don't we just get right into the report let's roll Gil, thank you and good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, uh, yesterday, Monday, first sale day of 2023 here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the cow market yesterday. The high yielding uh, Holstein cows yesterday selling from 75 to 85. Most of the cows yesterday sold from uh, 55 to 75. Standard cows, like carcass cows below 52. On the bull trade, your better quality bulls are selling from 85 to 97. Lighter weight bulls, 82 and below. Calf market yesterday, fully steady on the bull calves and the good quality bull calves yesterday selling from 85 to 185 and top bull calves yesterday from 185 to $2. Um, Pepper calves, pretty limited demand, 30 and below. Uh, Good demand on the beef calves, 175 to 300. Uh, We did top at 340 on the beef calves yesterday's sale. And we'll have an update on the fed cattle market. Uh, Most of the fed cattle will be sold tomorrow. But we are on Tuesday here at Stratford today. Uh, 10 o'clock this morning will be the hay and bedding auction. We do have, uh, besides the hay, we do also have bean stubble bedding, if you folks are interested in that. Uh, 11 o'clock today will be the dairy auction. Uh, However, we do have a cancellation. We did have those uh, 20 20 cows consigned uh, for the sale today. Uh, Weather conditions, uh, they have decided not to ship today, so... That'll be postponed to a later date. So after the hay auction today, of course, at 11 o'clock, we'll get into the market auction, sell organic market cows today, and uh, and the conventional markets that will be today. Tomorrow, don't forget, uh, special feeder cattle sale tomorrow, along with the bred beef cow sale. Uh, we do have bred beef cows already consigned for that sale. That will be tomorrow at 12 noon. And again, folks, if you have cows consigned for that sale, just let us know here, 715-687-4101. And again, that will be for tomorrow. So... Gil, that's what we have this morning. Again, folks, who drive careful. It uh, I don't know. It looks like northern part of the state is going to get snow down here. We don't know what we're going to get. <laughs>
1: well, we'll just we'll just take our time and wait because it's probably just going to come no matter what we think.
3: Yeah, how was your drive in?
1: It was a little slushy on the roads, but blah. the interstate end was just wet. So we're at we're at twenty nine degrees. So that's what I'm crediting it to. So.
3: Yeah, we're at 28, so it's just one of those interesting temperatures. All the way, folks, do drive careful, and, Jill, you have a nice day, and we'll be back here tomorrow morning to recap today's sale.
1: Absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We're going to roll right into the markets that I have here. The Chicago Board of Trade, corn for March is at 678 down a penny. Oats, 367 Down two and a half cents. Soybeans, 15.24 for March, up seven and a half cents. Soybean meal is up 12.5 cents to $471 a ton for March. And wheat is at 8.88, up 21 cents. In those markets, uh, corn is down, has been trending downward. Oats is trending down. Soybeans and wheat are all trending upward. Um, Let's take a look at our country elevator prices. Wheat and In Chippewa Falls, corn is at 624 and soybeans are at 1469. Connorsville location, 624 and 1454. Baldwin, 636 for corn and 1452 for soybeans. Duran, 627 and 1446. Mondovi, 638 and 1451 for soybeans. Elmwood, 636 for corn and soybeans, 1456. Fall Creek is at 617 and 1431. Osseous, 641 and 1456. Elk Mound is at 627 for corn and 1450 for soybeans. Ellsworth at 607 and 1402. And our ethanol plants, no quote from Boyceville, but Stanley is at 641. New Richmond's at 638. And our dairy markets, our barrels are at 150. 185 and three quarters down a penny. Our 40 pound blocks are 213 and a half down two and a half cents. Our gray double A butters at 238, no change from yesterday. And our class three milk futures, January 1954, down 19 cents. February 1859, down 13 cents. March, down six cents to 1839. And April 1862, down 20 cents. And that market is trending downward. And that's a little last look at our markets. Our weather today, snow, ice, rain, depending on where you're at. Slow down out there, take your time, move over for those drivers. And our high today is supposed to be 34, and our low tonight is 32. Tomorrow, uh, it's going to look almost like a carbon copy. Tomorrow, high of 33. Snow, ice, and rain, very possible. It kind of just stalled out is what they're telling me. And we are in a winter weather advisory, and it was labeled icy when I was looking stuff up. And that's what I have for you for this farm farm show for today, Tuesday, here on Wax 104.5. A little bit more uh, chores and a little music, and then we're going to close out the show. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other.